Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. If you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca, and we'll answer them in a future episode. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about living by providence, which means something to do with how CCO does support raising and how to trust the Lord in that. And so today I have with me two experts, actually, from our stewardship and development team. I have Joseph Murphy and Andrew Nobauer, and they're good friends, and they really know a lot about living by providence. So you guys haven't always been living by providence. Like, there was a time in your lives when... The providence was provided by your mom and dad, yep. right? And you probably yep. had jobs that gave you paychecks. But I when did, we say yeah. living by providence, we're talking about the fact that CCO missionaries go out to various people and fundraise monies to CCO so they can receive a paycheck Correct. in accordance with their, their job description. So we, we live by what the Lord provides through his people. Okay, that's what we're talking about when we say like living by providence in that particular term. So- you guys haven't always done that. What was it like thinking about doing this crazy step of becoming a missionary and asking people for support? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, needless to say, I think the first time that I heard about it, um, well, let's just say I thought it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, totally. I, I grew up, my dad started his own company. My grandfather started his own company. My uncle started his own company. Entrepreneurs galore. Entrepreneurs galore. And um, I knew what I wanted to do. When I was 10 years old, I was going to work for my dad and I was going to take over the company. Okay. Um, and so I don't think I ever had really fundraised for anything in my life. Um, and so when I first discovered CCO, I would um, I would go on missions with CCO and I would just pick up more hours at my job. Ah. Um, and so I would actually then go and pay with cash uh, to the CCO head office or in Vancouver and uh, pay for the missions because I was like, going to ask anyone for okay. money what are you talking about that like that's crazy was my my thought process right awkward embarrassing yeah and i'll and just work harder and get yeah it. i'll work harder i i can provide for myself i'm self-sufficient okay yeah well that's good and, and admirable but there's also something good and admirable about support raising which Absolutely. we'll get to which okay we'll get so to. joe what about you like this this whole idea of asking for money as a young person how did you discern or think about all of that you know, admittedly, before I met the CCO missionaries at university, I had never heard of support raising. It was totally foreign to me. And I admittedly thought I was going to beg. I thought that's what the missionaries did. They went and begged for money. Mm. And that was the impression I had of it. Although, you know, I had one summer where I just could not find a good job. And I ended up taking a job as a door-to-door canvasser. Okay. And I knew nothing about the organization I was raising money for. I was facing rejection on a daily basis. I did not care at all about the the cause I was fundraising okay. for. And beyond that, I felt like I was a burden to people. I'm like when knocking on their door, asking for their time and their money mm. for something that I don't even know, really, I didn't really understand what I was raising money okay. for. So that was kind of my impression of what supporting was going to be like. It was going to be like my experience of being a door-to-door canvasser, of being totally a burden to people and asking for to do something that was of no benefit to them. And, you know, it, you, when you face rejection like that, it, it hurt. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so this is a big step that you took because you already had this really negative experience, but something must have um, flipped in you, Joe. Um, what are the things that you guys have learned being in CCO that helped you to understand how we do this living through support raising? How, how does it make, why does CCO do it? Uh, for sure. I mean, so one of, I think, I never realized um, the depth of the relationships that I would have. Um, when I support raised, um, I was, so one of the, like with the people you're, approaching. yeah, with the people that I was approaching, um, they weren't people that I was seeing as an ATM. Um, they were people who I got to share with something I was more passionate about than anything in my life. Up so to that not point. like Joe fundraising for whatever door to door as a kid. You actually, were, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's something authentic that's there coming some, through big time. Yeah. So I encountered CCO my first year. At, at one of the ch- uh, popcorn surveys that we did. Okay. Um, and I fell in love with the movement and with, more importantly, with Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, he became Lord of my life and it just changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and how could I not want to share that with all the people around me, um, including the people I wanted to invest in my work with CCO? Um, um, I'll let Joe kind of hand a little bit more, but... You know, Henry Nguyen, he said about fundraising that fundraising fundraising is a ministry just as much as preaching the gospel, serving the poor. Okay. Because through fundraising, you can evangelize people and help them to understand God in a new way. Okay. So you're not just doing support raising and laying out the needs and like, I know, some slick presentation. There's <laughs> There's a desire to touch hearts while you're doing that. Yeah, like I I mean when I go I have to do fundraising full time for CCO. So it's uh, it's something I do all the time. Um but I don't look as a support raising presentation um as really completed unless I get the opportunity to share the gospel. There's something there's something missing there if I don't get to talk about Jesus Christ. Man. Um and it's through evangelizing and through sharing the mission that then the end result is the person wants to invest in the mission. That's authentic too then. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what was really missing for me when I was doing the fundraising for this door-to-door charity thing was the fact that I did not see how what I was doing was being of any benefit to the people I was talking to. And when I was going through the application process for CCO staff, I knew that support raising was going to be a huge part of that. But at that point, my call to staff, like I was so convicted of what CCO does and that I was convicted that God had called me to do it that I was no longer looking at the prospect of fundraising as being a burden to people or offering them something that would be of no interest to them. I saw what CCO was doing as like the most important thing that anybody could be doing. And all of a sudden, my whole attitude changed. I thought, I'm giving these people a great opportunity. Hmm. And I'm doing something that I am passionate about, like 110% on board with. Okay. And I think the reason that we're really, we're continuing in this approach, um, I mean, we've been around for what was 31 years now, uh, this, this October will be 31 years. And we continue this approach because we want to keep bringing people into the mission. We want to keep sharing about the new evangelization. We want to keep sharing about the 2,500 mm-hmm. students taking faith studies right. on campuses across the country. We want to share about what's going on in Uganda. We want to share about all of the amazing things that God is doing in the young people because there's not hope in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. But every single day, I see a reason to believe again. Um, and we continue this because that is the best way 
that people will find out about what God is doing on campuses. Well, that hope is really real. Like when, when you know, the, the average person in, in the pew is like just not knowing if young people are even in the church anymore. Like, And then when we share what we're experiencing, like you said, every day, they're moved to tears because they didn't know that there was there was life bubbling. Yeah, I, I really take it for granted, to be honest. And, and it's until I'm in one of those appointments and I'm sitting down with someone and sharing. I remember once I like I showed a picture of a young adult in adoration and they thought it was like photoshopped. They said, ah. I've never seen this before. A young person, like a young adult going to adoration. Wow. And we would see thousands every year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And they're they're not just there. They are desiring to be there and, and, and they love it. Um, now one of the books that we can recommend actually be the God ask that really has helped us to put words to what we're, we've been living for 30 some years, um, about trusting the Lord that he will provide. And it really is a trust walk, right? When we're, we're support raising. Yeah. Um, what are some highlights maybe from the book in terms of that, that trusting in the Lord? I would say if you read the God ask, you'll get a biblical approach to support raising. You'll see where it's rooted in scripture that actually raising support and living on support is indeed something that exists in the Bible. It's not something that CCO made up or other ministries have made up. And they also go into the practicals of how to support raise. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, you know, if you say to somebody, oh, by the way, you're going to apply for this job and uh, um, and then in the fine print it says must fundraise their salary. Um, most people are going to kind of run for the hills because they're like, not only is that a foreign concept, but also it's like, well, how do you even do that? Like what, like, yeah, like, what do you, it's like, what do you mean? Like, are you going to want to and how can you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember when I first told my parents about, about it and they were like, what <laughs> you want to do what and, and how, um, but the God ask really shows you a lot of practicals and actually kind of shows you one step at a time. This is how you can achieve success in support raising, in living by mm -hmm. providence. It takes away the mystery because actually when something is unknown, well, then how could you ever not be scared? Because you just, you don't know it. But when it's known and when you see a tried and true method, um, you know, you're walking with people who have gone before you. Yeah, these probably are the experts in the world on Absolutely. support raising. And that's why we went to them. And that unveiled mystery, I think, is also like the, the mystery of how the Lord invites us into it and how he provides and then the mystery of how to actually do it okay before we go into like I'm, we're not we're not going to do like a training so here's how to do the thing like we're not doing <laughs> These are the that three right steps. now this, get out your books no we're not going to do that but i want to talk more about like ah what what maybe there's like movements out there or or parish ministries or people doing things and they're like shoot like we don't know how to fundraise uh for what we're doing Maybe we could learn from CCO how they're keeping their financial piece moving along. So for those that are thinking about CCO or thinking about their own ministries, we recommend the God Ask. But let's just talk about the fears, okay? Because that's what it boils down to. Like, And I asked you guys to prepare, and you guys came up with seven like classic fears that are going to come up when you're asked to support raise. So let's just kick those around the table, and maybe we'll hit all seven. Um we can remember them all, but we've got our cheat sheet here. Well, Andrew, you already mentioned talking to your parents about it. Families are a huge fear, a huge obstacle people experience in support raising because like our parents love us and they want, they want us to be secure and happy and cared for. And so when they hear you're going to be entering into a job that forces you to 
not have control over your your finances, they get worried. And it's hard to have those conversations with with your parents. Andrew, I'm sure it must have been challenging for you. Yeah, I mean, I was t- I, I was a journeyman electrician. Um, and so I had a very stable job. And um, my parents were like, this is kind of crazy. Um, but when I showed my parents, like, you know, this is how I can still provide for myself, right? Like, this is how... Um, This is like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. You know, this is what I'll be making every month. And I I kind of could kind of uh, paint them a picture of like, this is how, you know, your son's not going to end up destitute. Um, They, they did start to get on board with that. And then as the years went on and they saw me still, you know, living, thriving in my job, um, they got more and more bought in to the point where my dad um, and my mom both started referring people to come talk to me. Um, so <laughs> that was, huge. that was really, really nice. And mm-hmm. then, um, and sometimes you do kind of have to translate it into the culture or the context that you're living in. So I come from an entrepreneurial, um, Germanic family. Um, and so I kind of had to share how it, it was kind of entrepreneurial, the way that I was going about supporting my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they kind of, I kind of got that with them, they're like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Right. It's initiative. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had missionaries come from immigrant cultures, whether they're from Europe or from Africa or Asia, where their cultural context they're living here in Canada or even in the United States is very different than what is presented on paper in the God Ask. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the truth is the gospel is for everyone. Everyone is called to to partner in ministry. So we have, over the last couple of years at least, developed ways for people who are from different cultural contexts to approach support raising. So if you're one of those people and you're thinking, ah, support raising won't work for me because I'm not Canadian born and from a, you know, certain type of background, we have, it's not that we have the answer, but we certainly have found ways to help address those challenges. Yeah. We had a staff member who was uh, four months in Canada from a different continent um, Mm -hmm. and literally knew maybe what, 10, mm-hmm. 10-ish people, like, in in North America. Right. Um, and they were able to get fully funded. They were able to raise their uh, all of their needs uh, for them and their family. So if they can do it, um, anyone can. Okay, that's very encouraging. But there's more fears laying under the mm-hmm. surface, guys. What are the other fears you hear? Well, we kind of talked about it as well, the idea of, I don't know how to support raise. It's not something you're taught in high school. It's not something that most people are even aware of. There's yeah. no elective you can take in university. Here's how to support raise. <laughs> so CCO is blessed that we have some of the world's best training, not partially through support raising solutions, but also training we've developed ourselves to equip people to support raise. And it's not just, okay, you come to a week-long training and then that's it. Mm. Throughout your entire time support raising, you're going to have a coach that meets with you every week. You're going to have other support systems in place. So if if you're one of those people listening to this right now or watching it and you're thinking, I don't know how to do this. I can't do it. Yeah. I guarantee should you take that step and apply and go through the whole process, you will get some quality training on how to support raise and how to support raise well. Yeah. And I love that you're not alone in it. Oh, no, not at all. You know, like just don't want to leave people like, hey, go be awesome. Like, ah. Yeah. Being alone. Um is hard uh, when you're yeah. when you're support raising when you're fundraising. Um, no, we 
um, you know, we, it's kind of like a community based approach actually, like if, if, if anything, maybe we talk to you too much. Um, we, we want you to know that every single step of the way, like we're going to be with you. Mm. Um, you're going to have a, a, like Joseph said, a coaching call, but you're also going to be meeting with people that live in the same region as you. Um, we encourage you, um, and sometimes, uh, volunteer you to, reach out to others and work with them while you're doing your support raising so that actually you're, you have a community with you rallying around you, fighting for you, praying for you. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Now another thing people are going to say is like, there's no way I know enough people to support raise. <laughs> What's been your, like, how does SRS or whatever help like with that? Like, how do you get people? Yeah. I mean, it's a great question, right? Right. Like I think a lot of the time people will say, Oh, like I know what, 10, maybe 20 people who I could talk to about this. Um, so part of that is uh, we walk you through your entire life. And okay. I mean, from like, from when you were born to, you know, when I'm talking to you, we're going to like break it up and we're going to start talking about like, who do you know? Mm. Um, and then we'll kind of sort them through uh, like a bunch of categories and all that kind of thing. To generally to the point where people will have 200, 250 names. And so we walk you through different groups of people that you might know, different time periods in your life. 250 names. Oh, yeah. You would be amazed by how many people you've encountered throughout the course of your life. Oh, wow. From high school teachers to groups that you've been a part of, social clubs, um, classmates, alumni, um, church, your old pastors, your old um, soccer team. Right. I have friends who aren't even Catholic from high school who supported me. Really? So people who aren't Catholic will still. Absolutely. Because people look for something that uh, to believe in. People are are, are, a people are aching for the gospel. They're aching for an encounter with Jesus Christ. And when you're living on an authentic Mm. relationship with him, it's attractive. And so I have I had a guy who was an atheist who was like, I have no idea why you do what you do. But. Mm. Actually, like, I can see how passionate you are, and I want to support that. Well, I guess people out there are willing to give for charitable reasons, and then, like, well, instead of just giving to the the, <laughs> the company that you were working for, <laughs> yeah. like, going door to door, it's like, okay, well, I actually know Joe Murphy, and he seems pretty into it. Yeah, I'll get my charitable receipt from what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we would assume, like, why would they want to? But we're also in a churchy context where people give to their churches. Well, maybe those other people out there are just looking for a good to support. Yeah. And you can really cast your, your nets wide because you'll probably think, I don't know enough Catholic people. Maybe, maybe you entered the Catholic church when you were in university, or right. maybe you're from a, you know, a different faith background, or maybe you were raised in a family where, the, where there was no faith. Yeah. And so you would feel like your pool of contacts is small. But as Andrew's saying, like, don't count them out. Mm. And people who are from different Christian denominations, certainly they're very mission minded. You talk about yes. what CCO does and they're on board with that. Some of my most fervent faithful supporters uh-huh. are non-Catholic Christians. Wow, amazing. Mm. That's amazing. Man, for us, I can tell you our story, like how to have enough people. Um, Andre and I have been living by Providence for 31 years. And then um, the Lord started calling our kids to be missionaries. And by kids, I mean there's a total of like five of them that are support raising. And it made no sense. I was like, Lord, you can't possibly call my kids because I... I've asked everybody we know. <laughs> like my kids don't really know more people than I already know. So like we've we've done it. Like how are you going to support that one and that one and that one and that one and that one? And it 
it, it makes no sense. And I actually have no idea how they re- support raised. But you guys know that for some reason, the Lord wanted to like underline and highlight it and like put a sticky note beside it saying like, look, I did this because all of those guys support raised ahead of schedule. And I don't and even exceptionally understand. well. And well, and I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They, uh, you know, you know, God cannot be outdone in generosity, oh my right? Goodness. When we it's write, so crazy. when we write God a blank check, when we say, Lord, I will go where you want me to go and I will do what you want me to do and I will say what you want me to say. Um, and when we say that to God, when we say that to our father, I mean, he, um, he doesn't want us to be sad. You know, he doesn't want our mm. life to be miserable. He wants to give us a future full of hope. Um, and he, he honors, uh, our generosity with him and God can't be outdone in generosity. God wants to, to, I mean, our father is lavish. Mm. Um, and it's like, I remember watching, I remember cause I, I was coaching, um, while I was coaching your kids. Um, and I remember as they were joining staff and I remember having a conversation with you, be like, how is, how is this going to happen? And we just kind of had to say, well, Lord, like if you're, if, if, uh, if the Lord calls you, he'll qualify you, right? If he, he asks you to go, he'll give you the tools that you need. And as one by one, they knocked it out of the park. Well, I mean, they certainly worked hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This program really helped them to to think through the, the how-tos. They prayed really hard. Yeah. And um, people were so good, like uh, through referrals. And I don't know, just those doors opened in ways that we couldn't have imagined, you know, sitting in that first meeting with you going like, what is the Lord doing here? Mm. I, I don't get it, right? <laughs> well, you, you speak to the idea of referrals. The reality is that a lot of the people who will join your support team, you do not know yet. You're going to meet them through your experience mm-hmm. of support mm-hmm. raising. Because the people that you're talking to have friends that they can refer you to, and mm-hmm. I know from my experience coaching Reniers, that was a lot of the th- a lot of their situation was getting good, strong connections and referrals and meeting new people, and that's part of the adventure of support raising is you don't know who you're going to be end up talking to by it's the true. end of your your summer or your like I have supporters on my team now who, if it weren't for support raising, I would have never have met them. I would have no idea who they are, and now they're partners in the mission of CCO. Yeah, that's true. Hey, and the joy that they have in being in that, that team. Like people have stayed with us for 30 years. I mean, some of them have (laughs) passed on, you know, because we've been with them for so long, but they're just still there because um, I, I think they're getting a good return on investment. Like good things are happening in CCO. (laughs) I've had people thank me for asking them to support them. Wow. It's beautiful. I thought I was, I was like, I would go into meetings terrified. Um, but then when people saw that what I was doing, uh, they, th- they thanked me for asking them to partner in the mission. Um, and I think one of the things that, uh, that really drives uh, a successful missionary in their fundraising or a successful anyone in their fundraising is, um, is the why. Why am I doing this? And like, and what am I willing to do? The person giving or the person asking? The person asking, uh. right? So I think all of all of your children, uh, yourself, me, Joseph, we know why we're doing what we're doing, right? Yeah. Um, because for me, all that matters is it's it's about Jesus, right? Yeah. It's that He would be proclaimed, and that's what brings me joy. And I know that because I've seen it radically transform my life and the life of men that I've worked with over the years. Mm-hmm. So I know why I'm doing it. And so, and people can sense that, right? Yeah, yeah. People can they sense can sense it. it. Yeah. And when you have that why, um, a lot of the fear evaporates because it's like, well, do I want to be in union with what 
I know God wants me to do and why I want to do it? Or do I want to let these little things that in the grand scheme of it don't matter? Mm. Um, so some, uh, sometimes I'll say to a, a young staff that I'm coaching, you know, what do you want more? Do you want to reach out to that girl, to that guy who's waiting for you on campus in September? Or would you rather say, no, I don't want to do that because I was too afraid to make this phone call. Yeah. Um, and I've never had a missionary say, I'm not going to make a phone call because they know why they're doing it. Man, I remember being a university student and finding out that the missionaries on my campus support raised so they could work with me. And I remember being <laughs> so humbled <laughs> and blown away. Like you did that incredibly hard work for the the love of working with someone like me. <laughs> it was it was really mm. moving. But I know that's what moved her heart, you know, to ask those questions. Yeah, and I, like I grew up in a town where there was no universities. No one, most people I talked to my first summer had no, had no idea what CCO was. Yeah, and that was admittedly a fear I had coming into it was well, no one here knows what CCO is. How is anyone going to support me? But it's as Andrew says, when you know your why and you speak from the heart, the passion just flows out and like the Holy Spirit moves through you, and people people can see that and feel that. So that that fear was squashed because. So many people got on board with what CCO is doing across Canada. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter that it was, wasn't happening exactly where I grew up. They were just happy to hear that young people were being reached with the gospel. So, I mean, I, th I think sometimes people will say to you, like, um, well, why doesn't the church just pay for CCO? Like, why are you, why are you coming to me, right? <laughs> that, that happens. But I think there's something um, really beautiful. I'm kind of answering what I just threw out there, but it's, if it was just the church paying for us, um, first of all, they they couldn't. There's no. there's no way the church has that kind no. of uh, funding. And secondly, I think there's um, part of what's kept CCO stable over all these 31 years is that our funding doesn't come through one source or two sources or 10 sources. We've got like our rootedness is all across the country and all of these, you know, little arterial places yeah. so that um, if one person's, capable of giving or one person's not capable of giving, we're, we're not that um, delicate, you know, that, that we've got this, the stability that comes through the people of God that has kept us actually moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I have about 150 monthly donors okay. um, that have in invested in my ministry. Um, and yeah, like if, you know, from time to time and they're across the country um, and from time to time, sometimes someone would call me and say, Hey, Andrew, like, I don't want to do this, but I lost my job. And I'm like, mm -hmm. of course you have to cancel your support. No, like no problem. Like that's understandable. Like, can I pray for you? Um, like, I'm like, I actually, I'm, I'm rather detached because I care about their good. Um, and I know I have 149 other people that are like supporting me. It's actually an incredibly secure um, role because if the West is doing poor economically, maybe the East is doing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Or maybe if the East mm -hmm. is going through a downturn, the West is doing a little bit better. Um, and they aren't like, um, massive gifts either. I mean, I don't have uh, like a, an NHL player or a football player, um, you know, supporting me. Um, yeah. It's regular, average people who um, who want to support me. They're not, they're just, they make a normal salary and they see what I'm doing and they want to invest in it. Right. Joe, what's about the average gift that comes through monthly? Right now in CCO, it's a closer to $75 a month. Okay. Yeah, so that's totally doable. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot to ask it, but actually, when you think about your charitable giving, like, 
that's that's really not. Yeah, small potatoes. It is really. So it's it's really not too hard for people to give. And and we do feel like there's a lot of give back for them mm-hmm. in the in the hope. And of course, we keep in contact with people uh, through phone calls, through emails, through newsletters, through mailed out letters, through like trying to bring them into different things that, oh, yeah. that's happening around the country, right? Like we're we're not um, just a a bulk mail out. Yeah, yeah. Place. We're not, you don't like, it's not like pay and pray, right? Like you don't, uh, you don't, uh, when, when you're supporting a CCO missionary, you're investing in something. So we send you uh, reports, as it were. We send a ministry update where we're saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. And like, and even better than that, I get to share the names yeah. and the pictures of the students that I'm reaching out that to. That you got with their permission, of course. Of course, having the, their permission. Um, but the stories, right? The it's stories the stories they want to hear, like amazing. real stories. Yeah. And um, the only thing I think that's lacking in CCO right now is we just can't get out the names and the stories quick enough. No, absolutely. It's true. Right? Because it, there are thousands of stories every day. Like if we could just somehow magically like scoop up that story and that <laughs> face and like, here, this one, this one, this one, this one. But we're actually so busy doing it <laughs> that it's hard to slow down and like try to like mm-hmm. capture those stories. So we do capture them at our our local events and in those prayer letters, but there's just, there's way more. And that's not even touching what happens overseas. But anyways, there's just, there's so much that goes on. And so the the engine that keeps us rolling is this living by providence, us trusting in the Lord, going to his people for support and, and asking to come alongside us. And through the training that CCO is able to provide with SRS, um, we are able to help people push through the fears and the biggest fear of like, how do I do this? This is not possible. We're trying to say in this podcast, like it is, it's possible. Oh yeah. Like, um, how many ugh. people don't make it? Let's put it that way. Like, so when people start with us yeah. and they're like, actually couldn't do it. And then they yes. drop out. So, um, for our viewers, my, my role in CCO, uh, for the last, I guess it will be four years in April, um, will have been, I'm the manager of missionary support raising. So I do the coaching. Um, I do kind of, all well through our train the coaches and policy and all that kind of stuff. So unfortunately part of my job is that if somebody doesn't make their goal, Mm -hmm. um, I have to talk to our president and say, Hey, Jeff, I think this is kind of what uh, we might have to let this person go because they didn't raise enough money. Mm. Um, I'm fortunate that I've never had to do that. We've never had to let anyone go because they haven't hit goal. Right. And just a word of encouragement to all of our, people listening to this who are in a parish ministry or doing some other kind of missionary work, this, this model can work for you too. If you're like, mm. if you're in a parish ministry and your parish does not have the finances to support whatever you're doing, you can look at the idea of support raising because it's not just a, an, a stable way of raising money, but it's also a way to really be missionary to the people in your mm. life to share the mission that you're going to be a part of. It, it engages them in the new evangelization in a whole new way, and they'll be more invested in your parish. How many people have been our supporters that have learned how to share the gospel or lead discovery or whatever by the relationship they have with the missionary oh. that they're supporting, right? Absolutely. There's so yeah, many. there's so many of them. So, many. so And it's, yeah, it's it's the one, one of the most hope-filled things that you can do, honestly. Like, when you get into it, yeah, it can be hard, right? Sure, everything's hard. Um but it's one of the most rewarding things that I think you can ever do. And um, and one of the most beautiful things is, yeah, I minister to my supporters. Absolutely. Um, I'll pray with them. I'll share the gospel with them. But sometimes when I'm down, I'll talk to my supporters. Mm. 
And they help give me the feel of like why. Oh. They remind me about why I'm doing it. Um, and they they lift me up. It, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it's oh, it's amazing. Okay. So there you have it. Like there's some of the things, you know, that the the fears, the how to, the the why. Um, we just wanted to do this podcast. We wanted to highlight this remarkable way that the Lord has provided for CCO all these years. Glory to God that we he has and it's through individual people it's through monthly gifts largely and it's something that you don't have to be afraid of and um it's the lord like it's the lord working through his people and it's his goodness his faithfulness and this is a biblical model and there's so much that you can gain from it so i hope that encourages you and to all of our supporters that are supporting cco we want to thank you on behalf of everybody yeah, in cco th- thank you the 100 plus <laughs> missionaries you know like you are making this ministry possible everything we do is because of individuals who are giving we just we're just so grateful and amazed at the lord's provision for us So blessings on you and have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us and subscribe. Share us with your friends. Until next time, God bless.